Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to After Fantasy Podcast, episode 43. I'm your host Peter and I'm joined this week by Tom and Gunnar. How are you doing, Tom? I'm good, thank you, Peter. How are you? Fine, thanks for asking. Gunnar, how are you? Yep, doing very well, thank you. Right, we're back with one of our special podcasts. Uh, we're going to rank the fullbacks in the Scottish League. Uh, we've got our own processes of doing it. Tom has his school teacher approach. <laughs> me, <laughs> me girls got a, a, a slightly different approach, but when I looked through it all, we'll get to it later, but I get through it all, we pretty much had, I believe, the meat and bones of the same top 10, roughly ranked, pretty much similar, given our two or three outliers, but we'll get to that later. Also, last week, or oh, last game week, Wednesday night there, was the semi-finals of the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast Cup, so Gunnar will have the graphics out later, but... The four guys who are playing, I will read out the results for now, so they know if they listen to this for, for the brackets go up. Libertine, 95, had 88 points, and he beat Balixio, 10, or Balixio, 10, he had 81 points, who was Robbie Dempsey, I believe, on our league. And Toynton, 1993, had 81 points, but he was beaten by Skush, 2605, who had 91 points, highest score of the four guys left. So the final will be Libertine, 95, and Scoosh 2605, but again, getting all the racks updated, and that will be this weekend. And I believe the game will split between Saturday and Sunday, so they won't even know after the Saturday. They have to wait in tender hooks to find it Sunday, so I've got the, the cup in the bag. Oof. Also, my Morris team, we now have our Euro 20 League active. You'll see it on Twitter. I posted on the, my own Twitter fan half. Gunnar's also got up with some lovely graphics with it, so... We'll not push it too much now, give it a week or two, we will be pushing that for obviously through the summer. We're going to come at you with some previews, podcasts, kind of work out the different groups, some key players. Probably I'd imagine we'll have a, a team reveal podcast before it starts as well, we've all kind of dust settled. I've just got a wee quick question for you each, just off the cuff here before it starts. Go in your head, Tom, who's winning the Euros? Belgium. Gunnar? France. Right, so, okay, I went for Portugal, so three different ways of looking at it, so excellent, right? So, I want to know how you are going about building your team for the shows, because I had a wee quick look at it, and it was really, really hard to get all the players you think you want in the team. So, Tom, just, I know I've caught your card here, just off the top of your head, how would you go about building your kind of first draft of the team? Um, I'll probably fill the team with the big hitters, and then try and squeeze in some diddies after that. And then when I struggle with actually getting starters, I'll probably take some cash out with the big hitters and try and spread it around a bit more in order to get a reasonably balanced team. That's probably my approach. <laughs> Is there any player you think is a must-have right now, even before it starts? Ooh. Silence. I don't know. Nobody, nobody stands out. They must have. Ollie McBurney. Hey, <laughs> 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 you're the same questions to you. How are you going about uh, building the team? Just off the top of the head, how would you go about building your team? And who would you have as your must-have player? So I've had a bit of a look, and I think. I find it quite difficult just for the sheer amount of players they're going to have on, on offer. Um, 
I'm going to go the same with Tom, big hitters first, and then build my team around it. Uh, I've done the graphic for our league as well. I put Van Dyke on it. He, he's definitely not playing, so uh, he's not coming into my team. But uh, you're, you're probably going Mbappe up top. Uh, I don't know, Kane, if you fancy him. Like, like I said, I find it really tough. Even like goalies, uh, how much can you use your like fantasy knowledge of, of going budget keeper, say, uh, or would it be better to bring someone in like Neuer, who might be a bit more expensive, I'd keep uh, more clean sheets. Uh, I haven't looked at the scoring. If they have bonus points, for example, uh, let's say if the, if the goalie gets points per save or if it's uh, like the Scottish game just for the clean sheet. Um but yeah, before I pick my team, I'll probably look at the fixtures as well. I think you, you get around round of like, unlimited free transfers after the group stages. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'll probably look at the big teams and see uh, who have the easiest groups. And Because it doesn't really matter after the group stages. You keep refill. So look at the fixtures and then take it from there, I suppose. So we go on to our league then and the FPL. So FPL, FPL, yeah, the fantasy football Scotland. So there's been changes in the top three. Gunnar, you've slipped out into fourth position, but there's a game week left, so you've still got a chance to get in the top three. I don't, don't you can win it now? I think Wolf Tone Tony McLennie's too far ahead. He's two two three seven, so he's twenty one points clear a second. Can I see him getting caught? But there's some impressive scores this week. Uh, second place, Conquering Lions with eighty one. Third, I sort of knew Chris Bristol at 96. And down to number eight, he's no finished. Keir Randall at 98 points. So that was pretty good scoring this week. So let's talk through our points then. I'll go first. So I had no playing goalkeeper again. Doig for seven points. Captain Tavernier back in for 26. Young Heldy for Ross County for two. Cross midfield, Callan for nothing. Forrest for three. Turnbull 11. Ellis for three. Up front, Shankland for four. Could have been more if he didn't miss that penalty. Morelos, vice-captain four, and Lafferty nine for a grand total of 69 points against an average of 39, I believe. So, Tom, I take us for your points. Yep, I had 75 points. I took a minus four, so I had 71 net. Um, I had Jack Anakin goals, got me zero points. Captain Tav got me 26. Scott McMahon got me six points. Doig got me seven. Goldson, seven. Midfield, Callahan got me nothing. Forrest got me three. McGrath got me six. Up front... Morelos was the vice. He got me four points. Lafferty got me nine. And Jordan White got me seven. Good up. Yeah, 72 points. I took a minus four as well. 68. Captain Tavernier for 26 points. Hoban, the two points. Goldson and Kenny, seven points each. Uh, Boyle and Elionusi, three points each. McGrath for six points. My vice captain was Morelos as well for four points. Uh, Cole for eight and Edward for six points. Okay, so before we move on, actually, I better go through the results actually from last night. So it was United two, Motherwell, Motherwell two, Livingston nil, Rangers three, Celtic four, St Johnson nil, Aberdeen nil, Hibs one to finalise third position, Kilmarnock three, St Mirren three, Ross County two, Hamilton well, pretty much all but Seal and Hamilton State because the goal difference is uh, pretty much unturnaroundable. So, Gunnar, you have any. Talking points are we notes from last night's games? Because me and yeah, Tom but... don't. <laughs> <laughs> Before we came on, I had a quick look at the highlights. So you, you just said their hips, the third po- spot for them, that's confirmed. So I'd say qualifying for Europe uh, and getting to a cup final is not a bad season for them. I think for them, it's now to keep hold of all their, their main assets. I know Nisbet, he was almost gone in January, but if they could get a, like, keep hold of him, don't sell book. McGinn, that, that is probably where they, where they should start. Just keep the core of the players together uh, and they'll they'll be all right for next uh, season. I haven't watched a lot of uh, Aberdeen since Glass took over. I can't, I can't even tell you if they're going into the right direction, but the results haven't really showed it since he, he come in probably needs a preseason and uh, needs a style of football implemented on the team and yeah, can can pass better judgment on on Aberdeen then. Um, Killy against St Mirren, Lafferty he can't stop scoring. Would have been a great vice captain pick. Uh, I took him out when he was flagged injured. Was it a week ago or two weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, two games ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, McPherson and Kilty battling it out for long range strike 
uh, of the game week, two great goals. Jay Henderson, he got another uh, assist. <laughs> so once again, from bench streak player to get an attack and returns, well done him. Uh, Hamilton, you said it. Yeah, as good as down, basically. They, they need to win by nine goals next weekend to stay up. Not unheard of, but probably won't happen. Uh, Jordan White, we picked him out last week. He got two assists. Uh, County got the win here, but if I... Kovitti and Kjell, they both gone off injured. So the price they paid for that. Um, yeah, three important points for them, though. Uh, what else do we have? Rangers, Tavernier is back. He's back to scoring penalties as well. 26 points uh, from my captain this week. Rebo, apparently he can do a job uh, left back. He's had a good game as well. Uh, Livy, that's gone a bit under the radar. They've only taken nine points from the last 13 games. I mean, credit where it's due when Martin Thale took over, but it's it's really gone downhill. Uh, yeah, the, the past weeks. United, they're really missing Segrist in goal. Uh, and even even now that Spurda getting, he's getting 90 minutes, but he, he can't get a clean sheet, you know. He's the ultimate troll, in my opinion, <laughs> uh, of fantasy football Scotland. Cole, he was my minus four this week. Also to protect rank a little bit, he's, he's a goal machine. Uh, I said it last week, I think that it might have been a mistake of taking him out. So I brought him, brought him back uh, and got an assist and a goal. That was good. Uh, and then there was some really nice football play, I thought. A uh, bit of a shame it took until the 37 for that to see it. Uh, St. John Snowdy came out with like a second second 11. But yeah, I, I was expecting a bit more from St. Johnson, but, but Celtic were just, were just too good for them. Could have probably scored more. Barkas, he's even made a couple of saves. And Dembele, he got his first professional goal, if I'm not mistaken. I like the Barkas cop. That was good. That was Barkas finally got a save. Week thirty-seven, <laughs> two, I think even. So. Uh, he actually one of the actually pretty good. But if you didn't, if you did see that, it was from John Kenny making an absolutely rip-roaring ass of a header. That's how they end up saving it. Right, predictions. I'd ask you for predictions. Obviously, for last night. So the, obviously, people have known the pod. The game was Kilmarnock, St. Man, Ross County, Hamilton, Aberdeen, Hibs. So before predictions last night. Peter was on 53 points, Tom was 33, and Gunnar was on 50. Gunnar's now in the lead, one game week to go with 54. I get nothing last night. Tom, you get nothing last night. Gunnar got the one, one each week, come on, it's Munns, got a point, and he got the Ross County 2 Hamilton one game correct, so he got four points. So in the last game week, Gunnar's leading my point. Tom, you're out of the race. It's between me and Gunnar here. You know how much he likes to win things, but hey, let's go. <laughs> Hibs and Celtic. Tom. Two one Celtic. Gunnar. Two nil Celtic. I've went one nil Celtic. Just for in case you think I'm gerrymandering it when I see the goal majority next week. <laughs> Rangers Aberdeen, and I've went four nil, Tom. That's Rangers, by the way. <laughs> um, two nil Rangers. Good. Yeah, two nil is my pick as well. And the last up, Hamilton versus Kilmarnock. Tom. Three one Kilmarnock. Good. Nine nil. No, only joking. <laughs> I'm going two one win for Killy. And I've went three two for Kelly. That's that. So we'll do that next week. Uh, what else have we got here? So before we move on again, the fixtures. I know there's one game week left. So do you have any like, points for the last week? Transfers, vice captains, captains. Who would you kind of just go? There's only one week left. There's not much moving in the league because of any points so much. So is there an MD you would transfer in for the last game week? Captain different, vice captain different. I'll start with you, Tom. Um. I suppose Rooney for St. Johnston, Livingston haven't been too hot. So you could get him in defence. I think most people are probably going to go for captaincy and vice-captaincy within Rangers. Would you say that's fair? I think so. so They're under uh, the season, one game to go, a league title party. I think they'll be out to win it comfortably. I think Hamilton have thrown the towel in, so you could probably go vice-captain Lafferty then if you want to go out with. 
the Rangers squad. Um, Ross County still need to secure. I mean, they might have to play the playoff. So Jordan White, there's another one for captaincy or vice-captaincy punt, or even just getting them in if you don't have them. And a player that did quite well last game week was Logan Chalmers for Dundee United. Defender got two assists. So um, St Mirren have maybe went slightly off the boil. I still reckon they'll probably score. Dundee United without Seagrist. Uh, their defence is a different animal, so I think they'll probably concede, but he seems to be quite attacking, so Logan Chalmers. Gunnarsson, question to you. I can only agree with Tom. My pick would have probably against Hamilton. Uh, I don't have him, but it's probably my transfer as well. Cole to Lafferty, and then I'll vice-captain him. And keep captain on Tav? Right, yeah, I think we're all set. So none of these are getting punted then. We've even discussed it. We're all going to stick to tried and tested. Who was the last game? Lafferty. 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 You can see Burke as well. That was another one of mine, so I didn't mention him. Burke. Are right, we all done with the Scottish talking game? Let's get else bring up. Tom? Nothing? No, that's me. Right, okay. So this week is the top 10 fullbacks ranked. So again, it's the hive mind. We worked out the scores, blah, blah, blah. So uh, probably one of the most predictable ones, I'd imagine people would think, for maybe the top two. So, let's go then. Number 10, and he's only number 10 because only Tom had him ranked, because me and Gunnar had him. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the split. It was Considine for Aberdeen. No way. Personally, I don't like him as a player. I know you're thinking, Tom's because obviously the clean sheet's not. I just think he's a very... He's aged, he's passed it. I think he's a very poor fullback. How did I ever hear him call him? I know, that was ages ago and all. I just, this year? Aye, ages ago. <laughs> just me personally, I think there's much better fullbacks in the league than him. But so me and Gunnar haven't got him. So you want to talk us through the stats that got you pick why you picked him, Tom? Um, yes. So he made 34 appearances with 16 clean sheets. That's a clean sheet rate of 47%. And if we're looking at my, the other ones in, in my top 10, anyway, um, that's other than Tav and Barisic, nobody else beats him for clean sheets. He also got two attacking returns, one goal and one assist. Um, not many fullbacks got that. Well, some of them did. Some of them got like several goals and several assists, but he got, he, he got goals and assists anyway. So that's why he, I rated him fourth on my list. Yep, seen that's that. why, And that's why he's... Uh, that's why he's he was in my team for quite a bit as well for the season. So that's why I chose him. Just going to move on. Uh, so again, I meant to say the process of your top ten. How did you go about it? Was it pretty much the stats heavy and then eyes test after? Like last time you've done. Yeah, stats right. heavy and then I test after that. Good. But how did you go about your top ten? I basically uh, just went from top of my head. Whoever came to mind, uh, who who I would rate and say like a like a top fifteen. Uh, and then I went to eye test, and then I looked at the stats. That's the way I did it. Right, pretty much similar. I've done. I wrote down a list of fifteen, I think sixteen fullbacks, and then I've done it by like, who I liked the look of, who I think is, and then it was stats using the point system and the app and stuff like that, and using the SPFL stats and apps to kind of whittle it down. He's, he's the third highest scoring fullback in the game. I'm just in disbelief, that's all. This is where it's... He's playing for Aberdeen, right? This is where the argument would be. He's playing for Aberdeen, so he's playing a better defence. If he was playing for Ross County, for example, I don't think he'd get anywhere near the points because I don't think he's that good a player. And I, I suppose that works for any player, and you can argue it back and forth and say, well, that's the same for Barisic and Tav. But that's just the way I looked at it. I don't think... I think the weak link in that Aberdeen defence, just that Aberdeen's very defensively solid. It's your list, your list. Number nine, we all had him in. Tom, you had him in ninth. I had him in eighth. No, sorry, I had him in, I had him in ninth. You had him in eighth. Gunnar had him in ninth was Tate from St. Mirren. Gunnar? Yeah, I think he's a really good crosser off the ball uh, and plays with with attack, attack and intent as well. He's got nine clean sheets this season so far. Uh, he scored a goal, two assists. He has 26 tackles, one 92 points overall in in the Scottish fantasy game and yeah from from maybe maybe I should say so I picked out like my top 10 I've got three players just 
basically on my bench as like a spare. So maybe I, I don't know if Tom maybe has some of them in in his top ten. But uh, yeah, we guess one of them. Should we try to guess them? Well, I just know he's asked about Spurlin or. <laughs> yeah, I was going to guess it's going to be Spurlin. Don't know if he's included him, but uh, no. So, well, see, because I don't know our top ten, I don't know if I should say this now or just wait and see if one of you has him. So maybe we'll just get to that later. But yeah, Richard Tate, he's he's my number nine from the stats I've looked at from the eye test. I think he's had a good start to the season. Uh, I see. I remember a few uh, memes on on FFS Twitter. Uh, around him yeah exactly uh yeah and just from that decent player i would say what's on tape tom what's on tape tom what's on tape tom yeah i mean if i I had him as number eight his clean sheet rate was 28 percent. he got nine in 32 appearances but what kind of what sold it for me was the goal and two assists i thought he's fairly decent going forward pretty solid guy so eight for me yep was he of motherwell before he went to St. Martin, is that right, Tate? No, I remember. I think I've read, I'm sure he was scrolling through Scottish Twitter, and I believe our Motherwell fans were, if it is Motherwell, if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm completely wrong, were pretty annoyed that they let him go because he's has been pretty not bad for St. Martin since he went there. But like you said, he, was well good. he did start the season pretty, he was flying, scoring a lot of goals, St. Martin keeps some clean sheets, and then he did tail off. But that's basically Scottish football. It's hard to keep players consistent, isn't it? Right, number eight, I had him at 10. Gunnar had him at 10, and Tom had him at 6, is Scotland's right-back, O'Donnell. So, Tom, you've done so highly ranked. I'll let you start. Yeah, so 12 clean sheets in 32. That's a rate of 37.5%. Again, he got one goal and two assists. Um, I just thought he had a good season. Looked good going forward. Got a Scotland call-up. Can't say fairer than that, really. See, I think oh, I think <laughs> I think he played better for Scotland than he did tomorrow. I thought he looked a bit of sh- shocking season, a bit of shaky season. But what I will say is, I think he's a better player than what he's shown in the league. And I think next year under Graham Alexander, and if he gets the right recruitment in, I think he could be a must-have in the right back role for defenders. Gunnar thoughts on O'Donnell? Same arguments. Uh, I think he's one of the players that I've heard before I started watching Scottish football. And like you say, I think he's. He's usually a better player. He was he wasn't bad this season, but he was just okay. And like you say, Scotland international. And I also think he's played better for Scotland than he's played for Motherwell this season. Um, he's also conceded two penalties, which is why I've rated him lower than uh, Richard Tate. Okay, number seven. Tom Adam at eighth. I had him at fifth. And Gunnar had him at eighth. It is Devon from Livingston, and I'll go first. I think. If Lawson had kept her form up that they showed, like when they kind of the, the purple patch. Two seconds. Like I said, the purple patch. I think the fact I kept running, I'd made it a wee bit higher than I've gotten at eighth. Not I'd made an arse out Tom, like you said, but I think they fell off a cliff, and I think his forms fell off a cliff, so that's why I've got a wee bit lower. But I think again, he was quite a pretty solid fullback, a couple of decent attack returns as well, I believe. But it's obviously in season encapsulated. They, they blew hot and cold for lots of part of the season. They've really blew cold coming to the tail end of the season, so nobody's really getting past much. So, thoughts on Devlin Gunnar? Yeah, I think he was one of best, uh, one of Livy's best players since Martindale came in. L- like we say it now before, it's, it's petered off a, a little bit, the form there, but I think he's a player who's got great pace. Again, attacking intent. It's like a theme that, that goes through all my, my fullbacks here. Uh, I like an attack in fullback. He's got 10 clean sheets, 42 tackles, one. He's got to- two goals and two assists. Um, yeah, basically, so scored, scored a goal more than Tate and O'Donnell, which is why I've rated him just one spot above them in eighth. Your thoughts, Tom? Yeah, so his clean sheets, he got 10 out of 35, which is a rate of 29%, which is, I rated him fifth. Um, but it's, it's, it's a lot less. His rate is a lot less than some of the other players that are a bit further down. But it's, he got two goals and two assists. So his attacking returns was what sold it for me. And he also nailed down a place under Martindale, which was a team that had a lot of rotation. Um, we weren't too sure what the start 11 was going to look like every week. So the fact that he nailed it down, 
and they had that sort of good had that good run, 14 games unbeaten. That kind of sold it for me. So I give them fifth spot in my top ten. Okay, up to number six now. I'll try to get this one right this time. I had them at fifth. Someone had them at ninth. And Guna had them at fifth. It is Josh Doig for Hibs. Guna. I think I've rated him so highly just, just based on he is very young and I think uh, he's a player with lots of talent. Uh, I think he's one of Hibs' best players. Uh, he's been managed very well. I think he's come out to the side when maybe he wasn't performing too well and then he's come back. So he, he's been given the freedom of like making mistakes as well. He's got nine clean sheets, 29 tackles, one, a goal and three assists. He's got 19 shots overall for a fullback. I think that's really good. He's almost got 100 points on the fantasy football game as well. And yeah, like I said, leading in just, just on sheer talent and give him a couple of years. I think that's a really good player in there. Yep, I'll agree with you. I think I've got him slightly higher because, again, it's more about what I see potentials and talent. He's playing for a decent Hibs team. Uh, like you said, he's been very, very managed well. He's been took out, I believe it was at Celtic Park, he got roasted off of somebody. I can't remember who it is, maybe Vanilla Lucy. Or somebody ripped him apart and he was took off at half time or 50 minutes or something. A couple of games out, then he came back in. It was really cheap to buy at the start, I think. It was 2.5 mm-hmm. or something because he wasn't meant to be playing. But mm-hmm. then it got to that point as well where it wasn't guaranteed to play all the time, so you were kind of struggling to pick him in the right transfer window back and forth of anything. Uh, what I would say is, if he is here next year, which potentially might not make a move somewhere else, if he's in this league next year, a year under his belt, I think he could be another one. Like, I believe like O'Donnell could be in a lot of people's template teams for the start of the season. Tom, thoughts on Doig? Yeah, um, he only made 26 appearances, and quite often he was substituted at half-time or even... Um, so early on into the second half. So for me, he failed to nail down that spot. I know he's still young, but that's why he didn't feature as high up on my list. That I only put him as number nine. But he did get one goal and three assists, which is decent returns. And it was a decent price at the start of the season as well. So I think there's a lot of potential there, as you guys said. So um, maybe if he had a slightly better season, he might have rated a bit higher for me. So just on, Doig, I'll ask both of you. Do you think they'll win the league next year? Not necessarily at Hibs, but we think they'll win this league next year, Tom? Oh, likely, yeah, I think so. I think so. Gunnar? Uh, I think so, yeah. He might even stay in green. Say that again, sorry, you were bringing up there. Oh, I said he might even stay in a green kit. <laughs> 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 right, and number five. Tom, you had him at four. No, sorry, I can do this again. I had him at four. You had him at seven, Tom. Gunnar, you had him at six. And it's Rooney from St. Johnson. I'll go first this one. I really, really liked Rooney under Davidson once he nailed his position down. I believe he's uh, he's like a council version of Tav. He's just so attacking down that right hand wing. I know that may sound degrading, but I mean, he's just he's played for St. Johnson, but he's really, really attacking. I think if you've got him, I never had him a team maybe two or three weeks, I think, overall. I didn't have him, but if you watch the highlights, you see him, he's always attacking. So I think it'd be good to watch him. If you had him in your team, you're looking for points because if St. John's are going to kick on under Carlton Davidson for next year and they keep the players they've got and they're going to be maybe a better team and more the players who have nil positions, I think he's another one again who could be, we all like having fullbacks too, don't we? We prefer having attacking fullbacks in our back line for point-wise. I, I think he's another one who might be on a lot of people's templates. Thoughts on Rooney, Tom? Yeah. He was further down the table again for me, 25 appearances, one less than Doig. He only got five clean sheets, which is a rate of 20%, which is the lowest in the top 10. Um, but he's higher up than Doig purely for the fact that I liked how attacking he was. Two goals and one assist. Uh, I think back to a lot of the cup appearances that he made and things as well. Um, I think he's coming along nicely. And again, like Doig, there's potential there. So, for me, number seven. Good enough to take him into the team because McNamara went back to loan to Millwall. Was, that, was McNamara in his position? Was Danny Bint? He was a player who played at the start of the season, I believe. I know he's a game of blank faces there, but I'm sure I had they did a full-back in and then he had to go back to his parent club and he was kind of forced yeah, it was, to play. There was the boy from Mother, uh, yeah. Millwall. So, it was McNamara. And I had him a team. Remember, I had him a team for the start for ages, looking for a return, another hat, and then when he left, mm-hmm. he got like an assist and a clean sheet the next game week, as things work in these games. So I think that's maybe why he didn't get as much game time. Uh, thoughts on Rooney, Gunnar? I can only agree with you two. Very attacking. Uh, 
since he's coming to the team, I think around January. Uh, so, so maybe it's a bit of like recency bias, but I just I just like watching him play. He's so attacking, and I think for Scotland, I think he started out uh, as a center half as well. So great player for Scotland as well to be used on the right hand side. Can maybe switch into center half in, in like a back three as well, and. Yeah, I just really like watching him play. Tom said it there, only the five clean sheets. Um, so could have maybe been a bit lower in my in my top 10. But but just because I've seen so many good things of him recently, um, which is why I write, rated him bang in the middle. Next up, number four, and the only Celtic player. So, girl, you can get your point across. I think if I see what you're going to say, it is Greg Taylor. I had him at third. Tom is a face of disgust. Duna had him in third. What? And Tom had him in tenth. So before we go to Greg Taylor, Duna, is this you want to bring up the player, I believe? Or is it totally off? Uh, I, th- I think it's off, but I, I've had two Celtic players in my top ten, even. Yeah. Laxalt? Uh, Laxalt is my second Celtic player, yeah. The player I was going uh, on was McMahon for Hamilton. Right, so yeah, two Celtic players is uh, Taylor and and Laxalt, but the player I thought uh, earlier that we were going to talk about was McMahon for Hamilton, uh, because he wasn't really like on my radar. But then I, when I've looked at the stats, so ninety points overall uh, in the fantasy football Scotland, seven clean sheets, he's got a goal and five assists, uh, good crosser of the ball, setting up a lot of chances. I thought we were gonna Tom Tom might ha- maybe have him in his top ten, but yeah, Laxalt, I I. I know when we're speaking about Taylor here, but Laxalt, if he played for any other team but Celtic, I think they, they would love him. He can't cross, but still, I think any other team in the league would love him. Even even Rangers wouldn't uh, mind having him. But Taylor, he's obviously replacing Tierney uh, at left-back for Celtic, so big job. Celtic's even gone out and tried and to find a new left-back in Laxalt. Uh, who, who couldn't take the place from Taylor. 11 clean sheets for him, 18 tackles, one, five assists, 108 points uh, in the Scottish fantasy game. For me, once again, any other team would love Greg Taylor in, in, in their side uh, in the Scottish league, I suppose. Right, I'll go first. We'll let Tom get the, 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 a bit of bashing here. Uh, first of all, I had McMahon 7 for my list, guys. I had him in the top 10. Right, I had okay. Ed above Donald Tate and Devlin. But nobody else had them in their list, so they obviously missed out. Uh, Laxalt, a wee bit of trivia. I'm not trivia, a wee bit of a, 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 a fun fact. I believe when Eddie Howe, who might be coming to Celtic manager, signed a left-back for Bournemouth, the last one he signed, I believe between the guy who said I can't remember his name, and Laxalt, that was the two they looked at. Ooh. So Laxalt missed out, so maybe it could be something happening next year, because he likes his attacking fullbacks. But on Greg Taylor, my main point is, I know me and Tom had this back, back of discussion about ranking him on the season and thing like that. My main point was, I, I don't think Greg Taylor done that much wrong for Celtic when he was in. And like Gunnar said there, uh, I think any other team, maybe out with Rangers, Greg Taylor would be first, not first team, he'd be definitely in their back four playing. Uh, I think it's just the, the season that Celtic had, everybody looked really poor. But even when Greg Taylor came back into the team, when Laxalt looked poor, I think Greg Taylor looked a lot more solid at the back, but he isn't very attacking. So I suppose it depends what you want at your fullback. But that's I don't want to give too much praise. But there you go, Tom, I'll give it to you, Greg Taylor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 24 appearances, 11 clean sheets, which is a rate of 46%, which I'll give you is, is pretty high. It's not as high as Constantine. It's pretty high. It's a lot higher than the other guys like Rooney and Tate and Doig. Uh, he got no goals, but he got five assists. But for me, I think he just underperformed. So it's the same story as that we, when we talked about Christopher Ayer. He did better than the rest, but he should be nailing the same sort of numbers like Barisic, is what I believe. If you're, if you're playing left-back for, for Selig, you should be nailing those kind of numbers. And the fact that Laxalt kept him out of the team for a period of time, terrible. Right, Tom. Try and enjoy yourself, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right, number three, and I believe he's the first player, maybe maybe the second player, who features in both. Well, we quick check. I don't know this is not very good for I might just check some quickly, but I don't think. Yep, 
He's the first player who made to make both lists of our top ten is McGinn from Hibs because he made it in as a centre back as well. So Tom, you had him third. I had him sixth. Gunnar had him fourth. So talk us through McGinn, Tom. You him so highly ranked. Um, so. 36 appearances, 13 clean sheets at a rate of 36%. But for me, it was the attacking returns, three goals and two assists, uh, much higher than the rest of the guys, excluding obviously the, the Rangers players. Just thought he looked good going forward. His, um, his FPL, oh, sorry, FFS points return was fantastic for, for, for his owners. So for me, he ranked third. Guna, thoughts on again? Only agree with Tom said there, uh, and the only thing I've got to add, he's also top four minutes played out of all defenders as well. Uh, I, I tried to make my top ten without any repetitions from our uh, center halves, but uh, there was no way around McGinn. He just had to be in it. Okay, I was the same. I didn't want to put him in it because I didn't want the centre back. But when you looked through the actual stats, you couldn't have him out, and then. I was talking to a Hibs fan, uh, I'm afraid a Hibs fan for the caravan, and I asked him what position did they play mostly, and it was like they played both because Jack Ross is quite flexible with a back three and a back four, whatever has to work. But he seems to be quite attacking as a fullback, and I believe, is he this, is this a Scotland cop, Tom, do you know? Yeah, I think he has, yeah. So obviously season has done well off that he's an actual international cop as well. I, I think he's a no-brainer, he's one of the better Throwbacks this year, I think. Maybe not as high ranked as Tom's got him, but I still think he's pretty solid. And he's a nice purple patch, I believe. I think three or four game weeks where he with goals and assists and clean sheets, like a nice week mm-hmm. kind of period. If you owned them, you were you done well at it going forward again. Another one who probably might be on a lot of people's templates for next season going forward. He's quite solid, depending. He's probably nailed to play most weeks as well. So, right. We've talked, we all talked about beginning, didn't we? Tom, did I let you talk about beginning? You did? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so top two. There's no guess who's going to be. It's, it's Tav and Barisic. Or is it Barisic and Tav? Who knows? Uh, number two is Borna Barisic for Rangers. I just want to go quickly first for let you give me your stats and stuff like that. I think Barisic's a better fullback than Tavernier overall. I do. But I just think you can't look by the, the season Tavernier's had overall. If I was buying a fullback out of the two, I'd had Barisic every day of the week. I think he's most defensively sound. He can go for these free kicks. But I just think Tavernier this year, Tavernier this year, we can talk about both at the same time here, guys. doesn't really matter because we know one and two, right? Tavernier this year, this is the season, an outstanding season. A lot of the times, maybe the previous two or three seasons, people talk about his defensive frailties. But I think this season, a lot of that, he's cleaned up. Okay, it helps the team's more solid and he's maybe... Get more leeway attack because defence behind him helps him. But I think the people who thought Tavier was a bit frail at the back, I think this year he's blown out of the water. He's, he's been tremendous. He's well deserved. Top point scorer in the game, I believe. Mm-hmm. The mantra always captain Tavs. Can kind I of be going on the community? Everybody does it every week. He can back after injury, out for weeks there, straight away, clean sheet, penalty goal. 13 points return, 26 if you captain them. It's a no brainer to him. I'll just say again, I think Barisic's a better fullback, but this year Tavia just blew to the water. Amazing. Tom. I can I can get behind the your your Barisic hype. I probably say the same. He's getting linked with moves to teams like Leeds and stuff like that, whereas we're not really hearing that about Tav. So I, I can understand what you're saying. Um I think Tav the big attraction for him was the fact that he was on penalties, which for a defender, those points were, you know, essential in order to maintain your rank this season. And the fact that Rangers were so solid defensively as a unit. I mean, Goldson was top of our, our other list as well for centre-back, so it, it speaks volumes. They've had a fantastic season. Clean sheet rate's been immense. And they're well-deserved in first and second place for Tavon Barisic. Yeah, there isn't much to split the two. Also, I can understand uh, you saying that maybe in the past, Tavernier wasn't as defensively sound but this season just speaks for itself and the goals he scored albeit from penalties uh he's he's got like more than twice the amount of shots than what Barisic had he's pretty middle of the road compared to all the other uh fullbacks we've looked at 
um, pretty even for clean sheets, tackles one, etc. But if you look at their points total, then obviously it comes from the goal scored. The Tavernier scoring over 260 points in a Scottish fantasy game, and it's Barisic 185. So there's a big difference there still. And yeah, I mean, I would have understood if you go Barisic first and Tav second as well. Like, if you, I understand the arguments, but I think this season's it's it's very clear Tav number one and Barisic number two. Okay, that is our top 10 list. So later or tomorrow, Gunnar will have a, a wee graphic up with the hive mind. Hopefully, he doesn't lose followers this time. People disagree with him. <laughs> <laughs> right, that is us finished. We'll be back, I think. Next week, we'll probably be... Well, not finish the podcast. Sorry, finish the top 10. We'll go, oh, we just finished top 10. We'll be back next week with our proper end-of-season pod. Got the last game. And I think the week after that, uh, two weeks after that, we'll be talking with the rest of our top 10 list, midfield and a up front and that'll be the specials finished so we're going to the FPL Tom so this is over to you because it's Tom time on you go so Tom time this week is obviously it's blank game week 36 coming up several teams don't play a lot of them a lot of the players are in high ownership so with myself I've held on to the free hit with a view to the executing this upcoming game week so I've asked yourself Peter and Gunnar who am I bringing in on my free hit do you want to take it position by position? Yeah, do it position, I think it's the best way to go. So I think probably we will start as goalkeeper. So I think I'll probably go for a non-playing goalkeeper or I could probably get Forster in on the cheap at 4.0. But who would my, my starting goalkeeper be, Peter? Plenty of options this week, Tom. So it depends who you're going to bring a squad round, right? Obviously, well, who I've got, I've got Martinez, right? Now I'm happy with Martinez. Playing Crystal Palace away. But looking at the fixtures, I mean... It depends. Man City rotates constantly, but the one other present is Ederson. So it's whether you think Man City can still put a squad off to keep a clean sheet. He's a prospect. Uh, Spurs are home with Wolves. Not, I wouldn't touch it, not, not for me. Pickford, I know he gets slagged, but I think Pickford home with Sheffield United. And potentially Liverpool goalkeeper. Who's the goal Liverpool? What's the name? Allison. Allison. But again, they're not. West Brom's down there. They've officially been. They really good, didn't they? West Brom's yeah. gone. Yep, they're they, gone. Well, there's your option. But it depends on the game. That would be how you spread out the players and the team. Because obviously, Liverpool, you probably, I'm assuming, you're going to want Salah and Trent or Robertson or something like that. Or, Joe, or even Manny around the team kind of thing. We'll get to that, obviously, that later. For me, if I, had a, if I had a free hit, I would go for Ederson because you can't trust anyone else in Man City's team. And a non-playing goalkeeper, or just Foster, like you said, for cheapness to get the funds. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, I've not looked at goalies in too much detail, but the two that I've picked out are Forster, who's my second goalie, who I'm going to play this week, uh, and Ederson. Just, I, I, I think. Well, he's obviously nailed, and I think City are going to have enough about them to get a clean sheet against Newcastle. Uh, is it Newcastle? Yes, it's Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um. So those two will my would be my two picks. Okay. Just stick with you then, Gunnar. Defenders, who are you thinking? Oh, maybe, maybe just on Alisson before that. Uh, we still don't have no centre-half, so it's Phillips and Williams uh, at centre-half, I think. So just based on that, I, I wouldn't bring uh, Alisson in. Plus, I think you, you'd be better off bringing two Liverpool outfielders in. But yeah, defenders. Um, see, I've not gone position by the position. I think Kufal, uh, he's worth a shout. Dallas. Dallas would be my my number one pick, so I've I've had a bit of a look. Uh, maybe if we o- do overall leads, so leads they play. I know you're playing your your free hit, but leads next three games are Burnley, Southampton, and West Brom. Dallas himself, he's got an assist, a clean sheet, and three bonus against West Brom, uh, and he's got a goal, clean sheet, three bonus against Southampton. So if you're looking for someone for like the last three game weeks, then Dallas 100%. He needs to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, it as well against the Burnley side, uh, who yes are a bit more attacking now, but I think Leeds they're still gonna have enough about them. They they kind of do well against those like lower ranked. I don't want to be disrespectful and say rubbish teams, but I think that is exactly who Leeds do well against. I've got some Bamford stats later on as well, uh, but yeah, Kufal and Dallas are probably two that I picked out. Trent, um. He's someone I go with. 
considered one of the center halves from Liverpool who I just said you, you shouldn't get, but I, I think a midfielder, like two midfielders, Salah plus someone else, you, you'd be better off with that. So Dallas, Kufal, Trent, that's three I can nail down. Peter, what do you think? Right, right now I have got Trent, Dallas and Coleman. I guess Sheffield United, I think that's pretty decent because also they're playing West Brom, right. Sheffield United and Burnley. So I'm happy with the three I've got. I wouldn't be taking any hits. I am going to probably sell Rudiger to bring in, no, sorry, Castagna to bring in Kufal. Like Gunnar said, that's probably, and that's our probably roll to the end of the season with that defence. Uh, I'm lucky I kept Dallas. Dallas and Bamford, well, I'll cover the least point you're going to bring up. I've got Dallas and Bamford, and I'm going to bring Rafina back in at some point, either this week or next week, and that's the three again, end of the season. The fixture's good. Now that Rafinha's back, I think Bamford's uh, numbers will go back up. Not necessarily going to score goals for fun, but Mm-hmm. He looks better with him in the team. Dallas, Coleman, Trent. If you want to be, maybe go for a little double up Robertson and Trent if you want to fancy that. Man City defence, I don't trust it because you don't know who they're going to, how they're going to rotate. Um, most other fixtures. Spurs, no, because it can be quite leaky. Everton, if you don't fancy Coleman, you can go for, is it Dingney? Dingney, how do you see his name? Look at Dean. Dean. He's another option because he's quite attacking as well. And if he hits, I suppose you can take a punt. And that's kind of it, Tom. I think there's not that many that stands out. If it was me three hitting, I'd probably go for Trent Robertson, double up, and then sit and then sit in with my shirt, hoping we don't concede. (laughs) And who do you think for midfielders, Peter? I'll stick with you. I'll go back to what I've got already so you can see that. I've already got Sun. I'm happy with that. Lingard. Happy with that. I've got Jota. I'm happy with that as well. And I'm probably going to move Fernandez to Salah. Send him a four. If I was going to pick any, let me see. Man City again. You kind of trust him, so you wouldn't touch him. Rafinha, I've already mentioned. I'd have him in in a heartbeat. Release triple up. Then again, Tom, you're only three hitting, so it depends. But sure. I'm bringing Rafinha in for, for a long term. I'll say long term. There's only a few weeks left, but he's in for the rest of the season. Your man for Southampton is at Ward Proust. Free kick specialist. Mm-hmm. He's a shout against film at home. He's also down. They're gone. We've mentioned Lingard, Crystal Palace, Villa, and Nip. Spurs. Maybe I take a punt on Bale for one week if you want. Fancy that. Mm-hmm. Liverpool to be different. You could go for Manny. I suppose. Then I would definitely have Salah in there 100%. And Manny, if you want to do that, maybe get a Dejota for the week. But you're taking a gamble who's playing, who's going to start. And yeah, that one's Sheffield United. I don't really fancy any Everton midfielders to bonus right now. So. No. That's the team I would go for. Gunnar, what do you think, midfield-wise? So Manny, he's top for big chance involvement in the past six game weeks. Second is Salah. So that's the two picks in, in midfield from Liverpool I would take. Uh, on Leeds, Rafinha and Harrison, they both scored against West Brom. Uh, Rafinha scored against Southampton. Again, that is maybe for the longer look. I know you're on the free hit, but like... So they've, they've scored goals in, in two out of those three games in the reverse. Um, who else do I have? I want to make a case maybe for Foden and Maris. I know it's kind of a little bit risky, but um, City against Newcastle. Newcastle, they're in the um, top four chances, conceded down the right in the past six game week. And Foden, who's, who's going down the right. So if he does get a start, then... He, he could be a great choice. If you don't have a free hit, probably uh, would go for Mares because the, the chance of a bench cameo for Foden are, are much higher than, than Mares. But just on the free hit, Foden could be worth a punt. Bale, I think you made the point, Tom, that he's he likes scoring at home against bottom half teams. He scored mm-hmm. nine goals at home against bottom half teams. So Bale and Son, uh, I would definitely look at them as well. She just on that, Tom, the Mares thing looked you're going to say, you got a free hit. See if you trust Mares to play and if doesn't play, won't feature. You're going to have a strong bench anyway. So your first sub would be something you want in anyway. I mean, I mean it would be all right. Mm-hmm. The only danger there would be that Pep throws him on for 20 minutes or something and you're lost out potential points. I've seen something that Pep likes doing that with Foden, but if, if Mares is benched, I think in the, the last four games where he was benched, he didn't even come on. You'll get someone of your bench then in, in case of Maris. We'll do it this week, gonna you know, it's a certainty. Make <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tom. 
And strikers, I'll go to you first, Gunnar. Yeah, strikers, probably Calvert-Lewin. He's got nine points already this game week. He's got a second game. Uh, I'm trying to somehow get to him, probably for someone like Ian Nacho. Uh, I like Antonio, who's back from injury. Mm, I think it's them two who I've picked out as my strikers. Yeah, Watkins, he's got the red card in his last game. You probably still have Kane. Um, yeah, my oh well, you're on the free hit anyway. But my main my main pick would definitely be D- DCL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've currently got Bamford and DCL, so I'm really happy with that. My team's kind of worked out not bad this week. Following the fixtures, if you really want to be hunting differential, maybe Aguero away to Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bamford, I recommend definitely. So if to Brighton West Ham, Antonio, maybe but Brighton's quite solid at the back. West Ham's pushing for the stop four. We think have resulted this week. They've still got a chance. Palace Villa, no thanks. Kane, suppose if it's not broke, don't fix it. Liverpool, nope. And Everton, I would have said DCL. It's actually quite easy. Narrow down the this week, to be honest. I think Bamford, uh, just to like complete this this Leeds thing that I've gone here. So Burnley, Southampton, West Brom again. That's the next three games. Bamford, he's already got goals against Southampton and Burnley this season. And he's got two assists against West Brom. So I think he, he'll be a good striker for the run-in. Tom, do you have Bamford? Uh, I did, but then I sold him. Right, I was going to say, he's going to be punt away from one week and then you mm. have him your squad anyway. But oh, wait, no, I do have him. Sorry, I do have him. It, <laughs> was, Rafinha, it was Rafinha that I sold, sorry. Did you sell Kane last week as well? I sold Kane and Son. See, maybe you're the best, well, free hitting on Kane and Son because then mm. that's the, the game week. Then if not, you're off again anyway next week. Yeah. I'm trying to work in some differentials to try and get a bit of an edge. So formation-wise, but we could is it going to be a three-five-two, a three-four-three? Either three-five-two or three-four-three. I'm only going to go with the three defenders. Um, some differential picks. I was considering Antonio was a good one because I kind of thought with Brighton, um, Dunk got the red card last week, so they'll be dunkless, and they'll also be <laughs> they'll also be. Uh, safe now there's not really much to play for so whereas West Ham are obviously pushing for a potential Champions League spot if not a European spot in some capacity Um, so I quite like Antonio I'm also thinking Wood as well for Burnley he's been on great form recently and Leeds haven't been great defensive wise but they have been a bit better more so recently I'm looking to maybe try and get some City assets in just because most people will be avoiding them purely for the fact that they don't really know what the start of living is going to be. It's the Friday night fixture at 8 o'clock. Possibly we could maybe get some more information. I'll be, I'll be trolling Twitter for some team leaks, seeing if we can get some sort of prediction and maybe try and load up on some City players. I do like the idea of having Aguero in. I like that one, Aguero. But it's getting difficult because obviously we're talking about Kane, we're talking about Salah, we're talking about Mane, Son, and yep. Bale. They're... they're they really zap up the funds. And then if you're looking at maybe having Trent as a defender, it's really hard to get all those guys in. So someone's going to have to not feature, and that's that's probably going to be the hard part for the free hit this week. But uh, I'm going to keep tinkering, and I'll see how I get on. I said before, Coleman's a good enabler for Everton. He's captain, he's pretty much nailed in the home at Sheffield United. He'd like to think a clean sheet there. Yeah. And then he's cheap, and that gives you money elsewhere. I'm not saying because I've got him. I mean, I'm happy with that. <laughs> Did he play the last game? Yes. Seven points returned. Not seven points. I'm, think, I'm thinking the Scottish game. Many points. I'll tell you right now. Points, points, points. So he's playing the night, obviously, and already got six points from him. And he right. is priced at 4.9. I mean, that that would give you... Maybe watch game of night, say he plays against Villa, obviously, and then... If it looks old again, then I mean that's just to me. It's it gives you a lot of money elsewhere. I like El Ghazi as well. He's a nice cheap option. He's looking decent for Villa as well. He's had a few goals in the last few weeks, and he's up against Crystal Palace. Who've, they blow again, they blow hot and cold. You just don't know where yeah. to get through Crystal Palace. There's not a lot to play for there either. Is that you done well, Kerr, Tom? That's probably us. Eh? Thanks for yeah. thanks for the help. So, any other topics FPL wise, Gunnar? Anything? Uh, I think that's it for me. Yeah. Tom, nothing else? 
I was going to ask Gunnar, how do you feel about Yota? Is he off the menu now? So I've, I've took him out um, two weeks ago. I think I brought Greenwood in. Um, but Yota, I don't know. He, I think he was recently back from injury and maybe he just he, he wasn't ready to feature as much. But now that they've had the break, uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see him against my United tonight. Um, maybe not from the start, but... Like he's, he's shown before he can get a goal or an assist in like his his 25 30 minute uh cameos but i don't know on a, on a free hit i think my, my midfielders would be Mane and salah yeah I, I know it's it's like it's quite a difference there in price but if you have the choice uh, on a free hit that'll be my two and uh i, I don't even know if i'll bring yota in for the rest of the season uh, i can't see it right now so he just on Jot as well, I believe he was benched, wasn't he, before the game got called off? Oh yeah, when, they, when before the game was called off, uh, the lineups were obviously out and he wasn't in the starting now, lineup. Huh? Whether that's fitness or tactical, that's up to you to decide, yeah. but I, I think it might have been a bit of both. Yeah. Oh, I, I think it might have been a bit of both, because I, I didn't see a starting with the four attackers uh, anyway, and then the lineup came out and uh, he, he, Jota obviously wasn't in the starting lineup, and don't like I, I think because it's the game against United it probably were tactical reasons and I don't think we'll, we've changed our tactical plan uh, within a week so much that he'll probably start tonight uh, I can't see that happening uh, yeah okay that's good yeah done Tom right. that's us yep Right, guys, so that is us finished then. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. We talked a lot this week. Again, the season's winding down. Next week, I think I'm going to task you guys and me as well. It's the end of the season finale. I want a quiz, Afis. I want a quiz each. I'll have a quiz. quiz. You have a quiz. You have a quiz. Just a daft quiz. Just a bit of fun. Okay. Because the game week's finished. Obviously, we've got our final rank. See where we are. We can go over the season. Maybe look back and what we've learned for the first season of the Scottish game. Mm-hmm. what we think we can take forward the next season also it's going to be changing what we've learned for the first season of the Scottish game what we can go on in the next season do a wee quiz take it for there and also we've got the FPL still to cover at the end of the season and then we'll get into European EuroLeague which I'm, I'm quite looking forward to EuroLeague I'm, I'm, we're going to do a podcast specifically on the rules of it talk people through it people who don't know how to play because it's a wee bit different a wee bit daunting because it's all it's not an app it's done through the website so you have to yeah. work it that way so help people out with that one and we'll take it from there. So get your stuff in, Tom. Plugs. I am FFS Scout on Twitter. Um, no article this week and probably won't be because it's a bit late now. And it's the last game week of the season, so you're probably not interested in what I've got to say anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you're all just going for your punts. So um, that'll be me wrapped up for this season. Um, we'll see how things go next season. Obviously looking forward to the any sort of modifications to the league and see how things go through the summer. But looking forward to Europa. Um, I'm looking forward to doing the podcast through the summer with that as well. Not Europa. Euros. Euro. Um, so looking forward to that. Might put out some content in relation to that too. Just about to ask you that, Tom, are you going to get a Euro blog off you? I, I, might, I might do some threads. I'm going to get into the Twitter a bit more, do some <laughs> threads. The Euro Scout. Hit me up. Yeah. I'm at Fitball Weekly Pod. I usually do the captain, vice captain poll. I'll probably do that again for the last uh, game week, albeit very obvious. We said on the pod who we go for. Um, I'm the graphics department of the podcast as well. Top 400 in FPL, top 40 in FFS, top three in Germany FPL. Oh. I'd get you on coming soon. <laughs> So if Gunnar's not here, if Gunnar's not here next season, he's been poached. But there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Just on that, Gunnar, the rebrands that coming mid-season? Are we getting the rebrand of the name? Uh, I think once the Scottish game is done, and once the FPL is done, I, 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 like I have some ideas, but I, I need FPL to finish first until I can lock that in, and then uh, yeah, the Twitter handle is going to get a change. Yeah, we'll be able to rebrand ourselves a bit, a bit of tweeting things with our own podcast. Right, yeah. well, I'll be getting done during the summer so again guys if you like the podcast you can follow me at Fantasy Half all these guys are going to give you their Twitter accounts if you like the podcast give us a review where you get it from and again thanks for listening throughout the season and we'll see you again next week say goodbye guys bye bye goodbye cheerio
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. 